Possibly what we might have just come up with the name that this will be the fun thing of doing this, I guess. Of it's real good. Figuring out those things. Uh, <laughs> um, but essentially, uh, where we left off from last last time uh, was picking three movies initially uh, was going to be that were kind of told the story of you through film. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was attributable movies about yourself or help you get through, you know, like a comfort film or like films that made you, th- yeah, whatever, like if, or, yeah. Oh, I totally watched that. Yeah. <laughs> you just want three favorite films? Oh, these are my three favorite movies. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think. I like Lion King. I like Aladdin. Aladdin. Uh, it's all fucking Disney. I would assume that, like, even yeah. in your three favorites, there's still something that has to that would resonate with you for some reason that would sure. explain you, because that's what film and like music does. Even if it's not a direct correlation necessarily, I'm sure there's something that you could probably gleam and go, "Oh, this is why I gravitate toward these yeah. films." Not necessarily mirrored, but yeah, exactly. Like, why do I gravitate towards this particular one? What makes you stoked on it? I, I got. I mean, I can start like. One I've told every single person, and because I, you know, like the, the the desert island and stuff like that. You know, I always say like, all right, you can bring one album, you know, like uh, uh, one movie, you know, and one whatever food, and like you have to eat the rest of your life. And mine is always the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid, Pat Morita, Ralph Macchio, and it's a very simple story. But the reason why I loved it more than anything was I was an only child, and it's like I just wanted a Mr. Miyagi. I wanted a dude who was just like this wise old man beyond his years, taught me not just, like you watched him learn martial arts, but really he was teaching him to be a man because he didn't have a, he didn't have a father figure, you know what I mean? And I had a dad, but you know, he was a working kind of guy. And so it's like every time, but the but Karate Kid is my comfort film. When I'm sick, when I'm sad, I always watch that movie. It just makes me happy because the soundtrack fucking rules too, man. Dude, that's the thing that I feel like is missing sorely right now from oh, movies now is like, like oh, movies yeah. and video games and such. I yeah. feel like, the sync opportunities of just like so, like songs that are identifiable with a movie oh yeah and or just bitching ass soundtracks like even like the other, like a while ago I remember uh, going through like my tapes like literally cassette tapes mm-hmm. and I had found my Mark for Death uh, oh. cassette and it had yeah. like Tone Loke uh a joke motherfucker, but I don't play. That's Dude. awesome. And that came out, I think it was like Delicious, I think it was uh, released by Delicious Vinyl, which also yeah. was a pretty big label oh, yeah. for like hip hop back in the day, like in the early 90s. Yeah. So it was one of those things. My that, like, first album ever was a vinyl, it was the Ghostbusters soundtrack, and it was awesome. It was yeah. so good. Um, but no, you're right. Like there used to be, because I remember used to, like people would get those, you know what I mean? Like you would actually like watch the movie and then like, God, what was it? My, uh, uh, my dad, when Braveheart came out, he want, he got the Braveheart soundtrack, and it was <laughs> sweet. I mean, it's like, oh, my yeah. God, it's unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting you bring that up, because um, I remember, like, in high school, every year, with the best soundtrack of the summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and, and it was a, a toss-up, I think, uh, one summer, and it was between Mortal Kombat and Dangerous Mind. God, that would be a hard one. I mean, Dangerous Mortal Minds, Kombat. mainly for the real thing, like for the real music on it. Mortal Kombat was more, I mean, I remember like, it wasn't Seven Dust at the time, it was whatever they were before that. Yeah. Uh, like Basement something, or whatever. Um, yeah, that was a pretty Basement good... Basement Mold. 
with seven that, dust basement like, mold. With, no, no. With that basement <laughs> mold, black mold. <laughs> but, uh, but Mortal Kombat, that soundtrack was pivotal because it wasn't just electronic, it was metal too. So, like, yeah. Typo Negative was on that soundtrack, and that's how yeah. I got into Typo Negative. Yeah. Know, along with all the electronic music I was still into at the time too. Yeah. And it just and it worked. Yeah. It really worked. Like all those, I don't know whoever was their, not their sound engineer, but whoever was in charge of picking the music for the movie did a good job. Yeah, I would say I think my favorite movie soundtrack ever was The Crow. The Crow soundtrack dude. was, dude, that had Pantera, The Cure, fucking uh, Deftones, Rage Against the Machine, Deftones, freaking Deftones. It had oh. oh no, that was the second one. That was the second one. The oh, second one had Corn, Deftones, and yeah. Uh, what else did it have? Uh, Helmet. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, man. Uh, killing Joke. Yep, yep. Killing Joke. Uh, was uh, Nine Inch Nails on that? Am I... Nine Inch Nails. Was, was Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, it was Nine Inch Nails. They did a cover of um, uh, Dead Souls. That's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think the best. best? Well, yeah, what's your best movie soundtrack? I know this kind of pivoted into soundtrack, wow. but this is nice. I like this. Judgment Night. Oh, that's a dude, good one. Judgment that's a good that's one. Like that's a great movie ever. too. Like mash, mash, mash up of, of hip hop and rap. Yeah, that was a great. That was a good movie too. Yeah. Was it Ice Yep. And then uh, what was yep. it? Uh, Biohazard and, and Biohazard and Onyx. Yep. Yeah. 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 Just real ignorant shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, ignorant as fuck. Ignorant as fuck. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pissed. I'm blanking. Um, that's awesome. The band that Nine Inch Nails covered. Oh, on the Crow. Dead well, Lost Highway was also another great one. Dude, what man, was? That was a great song. That, that's one of my favorite songs by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Drug. Yeah. Which oh, the Lost Highway. Yep. Have a Lost Highway song. Which I don't know who I was talking with about that. That's a weird that movie, movie, man. It's yeah. A weird movie. Because we're, we're talking about Twin Peaks. Yeah. And if for those who are listening, who don't know this, Twin Peaks was written by. Uh, David Lynch, who also wrote Twin Peaks. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 And so, it's like if you've seen the series and you've seen the movie, yeah. It's, there's a lot of correlations. correlations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not, yep. not story tie-in. Yeah. But a lot of the similar things that happen, especially like when you move into the third season that was just released a few years ago. Right. Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. That was a weird, like, I, I it's so weird. I haven't seen it in probably like 15 years, but I remember Lost Highway gave me, did you guys remember, this is a really weird movie, and I don't know the director, but it was called The Doom Generation. Yeah, I remember the movie, And it had freaking Rose McGowan in it, like a really young Rose McGowan, and it's a weird film, really weird, but it was super cool, and it also had a really cool soundtrack, but they didn't have the finances, so it's like, if you found an actual soundtrack of it, it was like either bootlegged or it's super rare if you found an original but um the lost highway gave me that same vibe like almost like it was kind of snippets in time and yeah. then you would kind of get to the next scene and you were confused you're like what the fuck am i looking at but then you would have to watch after you watch the second or third time through you were like okay i get this because it kind of like uh for lack of a better phrase like tarantino did like where it's like it would oh, yeah they would start kind of in the exactly where it's like they kind of started at different parts of times but then as you watch the whole movie like oh I, okay i get it like you know they're kind of wrapping it around this big circle but you don't start the start you know the, right. the center of the circle well okay so side note back transition back so joy division was the band that originally did dead souls that's oh, right and nine inch nails covered that 
The Doom Generation. Doom or? Doom, D-O-O-M, the Doom Generation. It was me and my uh, best friend, Jeremy Reed. Oh, like shit. we watched, yeah, 95, 95, yeah, yeah. And it was, he got it, He we were, there was this little freaking, this is up in Mayfield near like Kingsley, like Northern Michigan. And there was this little freaking gas station that had, remember like those little, you just rent out a fucking, like v, this VHS days, right? right? And so we went up there, we, we could walk from his house, went up there and we saw it and we're like, well, let's rent that. And we were both like freaking like 16 and the lady was like, well, this is R. And it's like, oh, you 17? He goes, yup, okay. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> just work, here you go. And so we watched it and it was, it became like our favorite movie because it's it's weird and it's inappropriate and there's, you get to see Rose McGowan's boobs, which is fucking sweet. When you're done, I want to read the log line for this. Okay. Oh yeah, no, seriously, listen to this. This is, this is good. So this is... The tagline? This is the tagline yeah, for the Duke generation. This is like what they call a log line in Hollywood for like your sort of synopsis of what the movie is. Right. So Jordan White and Amy Blue, two troubled teens, pick up an adolescent drifter Xavier Red. Together, the threesome embark on a sex and violence filled journey through an America, America of psychos and quickie moments. Yes. And here's the thing. It, in in the movie, in the movie, anything they buy, the total is six dollars and sixty-six cents. Everywhere they go. No wonder it's coming. Like, this guy was just like, you know, like, yeah, I'll, like, literally, it's like, I'll have a Slurpee, I'll have these hot dogs, and he'll have these Twizzlers and a bag of chips. Like, How much is that? $6.66. <laughs> Every fucking where they went. It was awesome. Oh, so James Duval was Jordan White. Yep, Rose McGowan was uh, uh, she, yeah. the girl. And then the, the, the Drifter guy's kind of a no-name, uh, but... No, um, Jonathan Sh- Shack. Yeah. Shire- Sorry to... John, like I don't think you're known. I'm just saying, like I didn't, I I don't know any other films that you're in besides that one. That was awesome. Prom night in L.A. Blue Ridge, 2020. Houdini, he played Harry Houdini. Houdini. Oh. Oh, he was in uh, that thing you do in '96. Okay. Hmm. Um, beyond that, I don't really know. There's a lot of other indie films though. Yeah, I suppose I'm an indie star, which is cool. Um, show one episode 21. Oh, nice. Um. All right, so we went through uh, the um, soundtracks. Well, all right, what's what's your what's your what's one of your movies? So, I mean, it's funny. Like, it wasn't until thinking about like this, doing this, mm-hmm. that it kind of hit me like why I resonate with this film so fucking much. And it was just like one of those. I was like, how am I that dumb that I never put it together? <laughs> uh, but it's this movie called The Wood. Mm. Um, so basically. Know. It was, like, kind of in the early 2000s, probably, like, 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, has Omar Epps, uh, Tay Diggs. 99. 99? Mm. Okay. Um, and I remember it was, like, when MTV was making films. Like oh, MTV yeah. Films. Dude, I remember this. And it was basically, like, for lack of a better term, it's basically, like, a black coming-of-age story. Yeah, yeah. But why I resonated with it so much, I realized as I've gotten older and, like, was thinking about it this week was... So basically, one of the main characters moves from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, mm-hmm. out to Inglewood, California. Oh, around culture like, shock. Around, like, <laughs> a, like yes, seventh, eighth grade. Oh, shit. Which is essentially when I moved from Delaware to here. Right. Around the same time frame. And yeah. then it's like, it goes through almost, like, not necessarily like an entire, like, Tarantino-type thing, but it starts off at a wedding that one of the guys is having. 
And then they go back and they're like, oh, remember when this happened? Or here's how I first got introduced to Slim and Roe and da 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 da. Oh, so wait, it's like it's like the grown versions of these the grown guys versions. just talking to their young about, about their. And then you see yeah, the memories so basically of their like they're selves. like, oh, so how did like. So like you know uh, Mike Epps or not Mike Epps? Well, so they're like doing flashbacks. Yeah, so basically I the like flashback like tells you is, everything yeah. that's yeah. happening. I like when they do that. Um, and it just it's basically like sleepers did that too. Um, it's basically yeah it's uh, an adolescence like coming of age tale, but then also when you look at it through the prism of like these guys are still best friends into their adult life. Right. Um, that it's like when I look at them like oh like Slim and Roe for me are like Jason and Trevor. Like, right. And, like, the different things of, like, how, like, being guys and, like, you know, they have, like, the bet of who's going to get pussy first and, like, all right, this kind right, of right, shit. Right, like, right, just right. things like that, yeah. like, where it's, like, going through their <laughs> high school years and, like, things that happened. And, uh, I mean, that movie's so quotable. And then I remember um, when the movie Dope came out a couple of years ago, uh, the same guy who directed The Wood made Dope. And totally that was di- Samuel L. Jackson's, isn't that? I don't remember him being in it. It was like if if uh, the wood basically takes place in like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Dope kind of takes place in like mid nineties, kind of yeah. later. Oh shit! Rick directed this. Rick. I mean, uh, I'm he, He's done a lot of this. The recent, uh, I can't. I'm sorry, Rick. If you somehow hear this, cannot pronounce your name. He's done a lot of the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Uh, episodes. Okay. Mm. Um, and he just did, yeah. And then Doe, mm-hmm. yes, which was, um, what, two years ago, I think, he did. I think like three or four. Pandemic always throws off my time yeah. frame of what, what things uh, were now. Tw- oh, fuck, no. Let's try 2015. Okay. Let's wow. say, I remember it being Our like... Our timeline is way off. It's almost 10 years ago. But <laughs> I was going to say, like, the interesting thing was there's a character in Doe, um, Sydney, uh, who was the brother, one of the brothers in... Uh, the wood, mm. and so when I saw him and he has his same name, I was like, "Oh shit!" And then like Bridget was like, "What? What?" And I go, "It's a fucking same guy." Rocky's in this fucking who? ASAP Rocky? Yeah, that's fucking... oh yeah, and dope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm surprised it wasn't a bigger was... movie than it turned out to be. Yeah. It's, I, I remember when it came I'm out. Thinking about the same a... film. It was like a throwback to that like '90s era of yeah. like having rappers and like kind of like like above the rim or like. Or Menace to Society kind one of the, thing. One of the kids yeah. had the, the haircut for like Kid and Play, if I recall correctly. Dude. Mm-hmm. You know what's yeah. actually fucked up? Is well, that the, the production, go ahead. Sorry, the production no. design, like. Very aesthetic of like very that era. Aesthetic to, yeah. to the 90s. Yeah. yeah. It really had that feel. Um, I, but it's, you're right, though. It's like everything's in scope. feel like, I don't know what this is. But I, 2015, I should have known. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about those too. I remember watching Menace to Society when I was a kid, and like being from Northern Michigan, man. It's like I didn't like. I mean, there were there were black people, but like I didn't know the culture that way, and I literally felt like, oh, this is like a dramatic. And then I went to college, and it's like I'm talking to freaking like Derek and Terrence, who are my black roommates that were from the the the, the west side of Detroit, and I was like, I mean, like yeah, that was crazy, man. He goes, he goes like that's that's actually a pretty tame a tame version of it, dude. It's like it gets way worse, and I was like, what and. It's just like you, 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 when you realize you don't come from the same world as other people, you know? It's like, it's like you, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's not a, um, a surprise, but it's weird when like, you see something that you think is just kind of a dramatic recreation. You're like, no, that, this, this is, that kind of is how it went down. Well, I mean, you're like, that's, oh, okay. That's indirectly Fuck. like why, I mean, so like the interesting thing about The Wood is, like I said, you know, uh, Mike, Big Mike, uh, talks about like, you see firsthand kind of the culture shock is like when he meets Slim and Roe yeah. and they're like 
yo, are you cuz of blood? And he was like, cuz what? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Are you, like, are you a blood? Right. Or, or are you, like, a crip? Right. And he's like, I don't know nothing about no gangs, da da da, da. Like, they're right. like, what set you claim? And he's like, I don't know nothing about no sets. Right. Da, da, da. And it's like... But it, it's funny because, like, yeah, but it, it's funny because it's like, even when I, like, had that coming out here, it's like, the school I went to was, I'm not going to say it was, like, half and half, but I would say it was probably 60, 40, maybe, like, 65, 35, like, right. black to white. Right. And then I went out, moved here, and magically there's three black people in the entire school district. Right. And you're just like, <laughs> like where's the diversity? Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's. I don't know, like that. Like I said, that movie just resonates from a lot of different perspectives of of the culture shock of moving somewhere, the unfamiliarity of living somewhere new at such a crossroads of your life of like yeah. adolescence. Your kind of hormones are all fucking wacky. Like right. one of my favorite scenes in the movie is they were talking. Like <laughs> it's so funny. They pay him a dollar to touch this girl's butt, and he's like, <laughs> "Man, back in the day, didn't get no better than gr- t- grabbing booties." <laughs> Like, that movie is just so fucking funny. I, I And, like, talk about a comfort film. Like, yeah. I rented it somewhat recently, watched it, and I think I had it for 24 hours, and I think I watched it three times in that 24-hour span. That's awesome. And I used to watch... Yeah. I know. I used to watch that movie. I had a VHS tape. <laughs> I would watch The Wood, Austin Powers 2, and Speed. Every single oh, day. Every single day. Every yeah. single day. I would, like, triple, so triple, like, matinee feature when I'd get home. I'd just watch those movies over and over and over. That's awesome. God. Did you ever say one that Rush that you like? What was one? one uh, that? All of them. <laughs> I like all movies. I mean, you, you brought up like so many for like Medicine Society. Yeah. I remember when that came out, and I'm trying to remember. I feel like it won awards. Oh yeah, yeah, I got it. I always get Menace to Society and set it off like confused yeah. in my head. That one has Samuel Jackson in it as yeah. as yeah. the guy's Which dad, who's a yeah, yeah. Tate's dad. Right. And that's how he's introduced to, like, crime and drug use and all that I shit. I don't remember Sammy J in that movie he's at all. barely in it, if oh, I remember correctly. He's like a flashback. It's I, like he's maybe in that film for yeah. maybe two minutes, Well, it's minutes, almost like, uh, oh, is it, do the, is it Do the Right Thing where he's also kind of barely in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's in that, too. Yep. Um, but it's, it's wild because I remember that, um, one, I love the soundtrack. Oh, awesome. Because it was a bunch of hip-hop I'd never heard. Yep. For me, it was all about the bass. Like, look, like, and not <laughs> no trouble. Funny, no trouble. trouble. <laughs> but, like, there were certain tracks on that soundtrack yeah. that just hit hard on a stereo in your car. Oh, yeah. And one of them, it was called Oliver Ho. And it just, <laughs> and it, it fucking knocked. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's still one of my favorite tracks. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, like Apache, uh, Right. It's like, wait, who? And like, so it opened the door for me, like, to more hip hop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, and to the fact that it really was, like, you know, to what you were saying, Chris, is like, it really showed maybe a more tame version of what life was like in the Watts. Right. With gang. Right. uh, Inner city, like. Yeah. Well, and Boys in the Hood was a lot more, a little bit more cerebral and a little bit more yeah, visceral. Yeah, Boys in the Hood was like, 
Like Sam or uh, like not the, Samuel L. Jackson. They but, almost uh, made a. They almost made. I, I feel like a little bit of a posture on kind of like burn. the race. The, the, I think they made a posture on the race relations at the time yeah. too with Boys in the Hood about the cops with. But like, I was going to say Fishburne. Like, like, like you go to a white neighborhood and it's like oh the cops are there instantaneously you come to a, a black neighborhood it's like oh those motherfuckers didn't show up ever because they were like we're not going in there and it's like I started to be like oh is that really how and you you, you well, start the, to talk to people like the yeah, one that still like gets that. me like, like when I watch that movie still to this day is Lawrence Fishburne's like soliloquy basically where they're showing all the degrees talking about great word by the way soliloquy um, how there's all these liquor stores and shit on all the corners and they had, and they're basically talking about how they're like building tearing down the communities yes. so that the white man can come in buy up the property real cheap because we've driven it down right and then they force us out of our own territories and right. shit like that and it's like I mean that's exact and like yeah. the whole like neighborhood uh, starts gathering around him as gentrification he's, yeah, yeah as he's basically explaining all this I haven't seen that anytime soon no yeah right it's like we haven't watched well that's that what I'm saying like it, even it's, parts and Grand Rapids it's crazy to see, like watch that to watch that movie oh and just be like oh man like like literally everything he's explaining is what is fucking happening yeah. like still like literally come I mean where you guys work down at the anchor it's like even look at that place freaking 10 years ago where it is now it's like now you like oh, yeah. they're building up that area yeah. and it's pushing out the freaking like quote unquote the hood yeah. outside well, of it you know I what I mean like that yeah because as of late in the last year I mean, granted, I don't, well, no, it doesn't matter. But I, I, yeah, I haven't heard gunshots in my neighborhood. Yeah. But there's two blocks away in my neighborhood. Right. Guns are being pulled. People are being shot. Yeah, yeah. It still happens. It's getting stolen. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it's like, I almost believe it's getting worse with certain things. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. People don't you know, want to be forced out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also, it's like that's their neighbor. Like, also, yeah. Right. And oh, and just for clarification, this isn't a, a, a black white thing. I'm talking about just like crime and like you know, like just well, the just general crime. economic, yeah, look I, of. It uh, has nothing to do with race. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's just what the fuck, really. Yeah. Um, because then you have dudes who want to drive fast down. Oh, fucking Bridge Street. Street. Yeah, yeah, out of the side. Like down. The, one of the side streets that I'm I like, I cross over. Yeah. And they'll, you'll, and you can hear them. Yeah. And they all, a few weeks ago, they woke me out of a dead sleep and only two hours from having to go to work. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right, right. And this dude's just doing donuts after donut after donut in the fucking intersection. And then I look, I pop my head out the window and I can see exactly what kind of car it is. Yeah. And, you know, if I really wanted to, I could stake it out and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's just like, and it's not like it's the first time it's happened. Dude, it's, so it's, it's like, yeah, GR is like, like block to block, too, when, you know? When it comes to that shit, it's like, it's like one of our friends says about said taco joint next to the anchor. Right. Oh, just, you mean gentrification tacos? Oh, yeah. Who like, said that? No I'm matter. Not, I'm not saying the name. Oh. What the fuck? Or, gentrification but, tacos? Like, yeah. okay, dude. Well, <laughs> but, it's, but it's fucking true. It's like, you have how many taco joints? Well, the place that's now the gay bar was a taco spot for a hot minute. Yeah. Well, COVID killed that quickly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I would think more like freaking um, New, New Holland open it. That's gentrification. That's like well, big, that's also, big, massive yes. like corporation. But it's a local. In. It's still a local it's business. It's still local. And they're, they're, they're independent. It's like they're, they're independent not like, still, too. What's that? I said they're still independent. Right. So that's the thing. I, I suppose. It's not a corporate <laughs> thing. It's independent. But said taco joint... They're not great. It's literally glorified Taco Bell. Yep. And and I'm just like, look at all the white people going to this place. And 
you know, whether that's me being sarcastic and ass or whatever, it's true. Yeah. You have so many authentic taco joints within a two block radius. Yeah, you're not wrong. You want to come to this fucking joint? Right. Because it looks polished and Dude, upscale it's like, it's and right. yeah. But at the same time, and I don't, and, I, and the people who work there are great. Yeah. But I just don't want to have your taco. Yeah. I want a fucking street taco. <laughs> That's all I want. Is a fucking street taco. I'm with you. Here's the thing. I, I feel the same way because there's We're that. Not that talking about movies. This is hilarious. No, but that but that that pizza joint that's right at the end of the block too right but yeah yeah that's been there forever and that's a mom and pop shop that's been there for fucking and they've expanded and they moved moved from the west end uh where lincoln park was right to because originally it was bridge street pizza and i had a friend from high school two friends uh owned it with another dude yeah pizza was phenomenal yeah it was really good yeah yeah they unfortunately went on there for reasons i will not get into yeah Telly's moved into that spot. Yep. That place is banging. Yeah. It's one of my favorite spots for pizza in town. Yep. I mean, I have a handful of others. Yep. Um, I have a good of, slice. Outside of wood fire pizza. Mmm. Um, and then, yeah, like John was saying, they expanded. Yep. They've got a, a, a you know, kitchen. They call it the kitchen. Telly's kitchen. And, um, and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things, like, I, I, I agree with you that there's, like, it's sad to see you know I guess places like so pe- people you're saying like, Mystic Pizza is your other favorite yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but no I <laughs> sorry no I good. I get that it's like it, it, it's such a it's such and, uh, a yeah. it's such a bummer to see like all these you know like Anyways, yeah, let's pivot here. Let's pivot. Sorry. So, no, no, no. You're right. We should be talking about movies. I was like, we're like 30 oh, no, minutes finish. in and we've got one movie. I, I finish your thought and then we'll go back to movies. Okay, so... I still haven't said what my movies are. Oh, that's right, that's right. Anyways, it's, it's, it's sad to see it, you know, but at least I'm... I don't mind when I see improvements done yeah. to parts of the city. You know what I mean? I understand it's like, oh, fuck, it's this thing and it's a bunch of fucking rich-ass motherfuckers coming in and buying their shit and it's like, okay, but you don't know about our neighborhood and it's like, fine. It's like, oh, but I would rather see that than then see a really awesome, like, like your guys' block down there and then see all of those places fail and then it's literally like the anchor and a bunch of boarded up fucking places next to to it too. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I I understand it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's like a double-edged sword and I get it. I understand, like, you know, the difference. All right, so... We we, we can talk about... We'll probably get to... Maybe we make that another episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I I can speak to that when it comes to the downtown and what that was like growing up in the 80s when I moved to Grand Rapids. Right. Wait, hold on a second. I just... There's just thought something. None of us actually grew up here. Yeah, no. I mean, technically... I'm, I, I moved here in 07. Out of the three of us, yeah. Yeah, but like, three of us, None of sure. us literally were born and raised here. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, There might be someone who's like a born and raised people like, oh, dude, let's, I'm fucking happy all these things are happening. Actually, because uh, Alejandro, I, that yeah. was the conversation I had when I was on Mushrooms that one day. <laughs> Wait, was that the night you guys were all doing coke in the bathroom, too? But I'm... Sure, yeah. That was, that was a... I've, by the uh, way, not you. Yeah, no, a hundred percent me. I'll, I'll take ownership of that. Because uh, I remember, like, I said something you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm on." Because it was the first night I met uh, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, or, by the way, that was. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler, or not spoilers. Uh, with with a uh, grain of salt, I guess, for the listener. 
first time ever doing coke after coming down on the body buzz of shrooms after the peak. Like, so peak happened. What? And then I was like in that nice body you did buzz. Shrooms and coke in the same day. Yeah, I was at anchor, and then so I walked in on someone like, "You want a bump?" And I was like, "Sure." And then I walked in on another person, a bunch of women in the men's room, and they're like, "You want a bump?" And I was like, "Yes." And wait, there's women in the men's room. Yeah. Nice. So I did two nice. bumps after like all my come down of my my mushrooms. And man, that was that was real fucking enjoyable. I believe it. I had a real good night that night. I was like, I knew, uh, whew, yeah. that was that was fun. I, I, I kind of. Yeah, you talk the next day about yeah I think so. Because yeah. I, I mean, Cause I don't. I worked. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, again, it's kind of a side tangent, but actually, it'll correlate to my next movie that when I talk about it, sort of. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll just get it for that. So I'll save it for that. I'll set yeah. it up for that. All right, what's your movie? So, um, so it just kind of goes back to the original to Christian. What's the movie you would live with on an island? Yeah, yeah. I actually had a guy uh, pose this to me at Logan's Alley years ago. Yeah. And uh, he's just the owner, or was the owner of Bob's Pizza in East Grand Island. Mm. Village. Village, yeah, yeah. His name's mm. Joel. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Yeah. But he just, when I was sitting there, he's like, hey, what's up? You know, we started talking. So if you were on the island by yourself, I'm like, all right, where's this going? What movie would you take? You couldn't watch it, but what would you bring with you? <laughs> you somehow had power and a fucking VCR. <laughs> yeah, that's something I could watch. Um, it would be True Romance. Mm. Okay. Which, Christian Slater, fucking, yes. yeah. So... I believe Gary Oldman? No, uh... Yes. Was yeah. it Gary, Gary, Gary Oldman? Oldman? Yeah. Hey, oh, Gary Oldman, yeah, you're right, yeah. Who's... Don't, Juliet don't, Lewis? Is wait, it Juliet... Chris wants to say... Hold on, figure it out. Is it Juliet, Juliet yeah. Lewis? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, sorry. Anyway. No, she looks... I mean, sorry, she looks like she has some sort of, like, extra chromosome, I always feel like. <laughs> Did you say suddenly that she has Down syndrome? Yes. <laughs> Nope. She was smoking hot in um, Cape Fear? Uh, from Dustal Dawn. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Cape Fear. From Dustal Dawn. Yeah, she was uh, Garvey Kendall's daughter. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's Roseanne. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Huh? Arquette. Check it. Oh, Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette's the blonde. Roseanne. Roseanne's the the redhead. Oh, you're right. Patricia Arquette is the Christian Slater love. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, she, I, was, so I was wrong. I'm with you. I'm with you now. So anyways, Patricia Arquette was a smoke show too. Because she, she was also in Pulp Fiction. R.I.P. Yeah. Rosanna. For sure, Arquette? No, she's still alive, I think. She was a refined alive, isn't she? I thought one of you. R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, yeah, today. Sorry. What? Yeah, Pee Wee Herman passed away today. Pee Wee Herman? He did not Paul know. Rubens? Paul Rubens passed away. Yeah. What? Today, today yeah. yeah. I know what Chris is going to throw up on You're his Instagram pulled, for. No, seriously. He, he died yeah, no, today? Yeah, no, he died today. He, yeah. Fuck. Or was man. it last night, technically? Well, I saw the post this afternoon. I saw, yeah, sucks, I saw it this morning. Dude, I loved him. Paul Rubens is a great. Uh, he's he, also responsible for one of my favorite scenes in Blow. Oh, dude. Oh, right? He was oh so God. good in that. Also a great movie I cried in. Uh, Mystery oh, yeah. Men, too. Yep. I loved him. The flatulent guy or whatever, yeah. or whatever the fuck his yeah. superhero was. Yeah. I can't I feel my face. <laughs> I mean, I can touch it. I mean, seriously, I can touch it, but I can't. But not on the inside. I can't feel it. That was Bobcat Goldthwait, though. Anyway, okay, so I'm sorry. We, we kind of pivoted, but, but yeah, rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Fuck. Absolutely. You know what? Um, Paul yeah, Rubens. Yeah, yeah, Paul Rubens. Let's all go jerk off in the theater. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> I knew it. I knew John was going to say it. Let's go skeet, skeet in the fucking... <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I got my shotgun. Um, no, yeah. He uh, kept it quiet. He was battling cancer. Mm. And he... That's terrible. That's terrible. Victor, I'll send it to you. Show it to you. Yeah, please, please, please. Um, 
poor guy. Kept it quiet. He was he was getting close to his. He was in his seventies. I think he was like sixty eight or 60, late sixties. Something like that. He was late 60s, because it wasn't much older. Oh, okay. Well, it says older we are. 46 almost. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, True Romance is like one of those top for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure his name is Joel. We'll just say his name is Joel. Yep. He asked me, he's like, well, why? I said, because it has everything you would want in a movie. Mm-hmm. I said, there's action, there's drama, there's suspense. Yep. Great soundtrack. Romance. And the soundtrack is great. Um, Friend of mine just re-released it on vinyl. And mm. it is, I mean, Hans Zimmer does the soundtrack for it. The original score. And the original score, right. Yeah. Because there is the other soundtrack to it. Yep. That's why um, I differentiate it. Yeah, no, no. And I, just, yes. Yes. Um, and that soundtrack, like what Hans Zimmer does for the score is very identifiable. Mm-hmm. He uses. Doesn't he use samples? No, he uses. Um, what is it called? Silophone. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think. I was going to say uh, steel drums, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> It's a Jamaican love story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But it, no, but I know. But it involves the, the, those specific uh, sticks. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're playing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's. Very identifiable when you hear it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Identifiable. And it's... So, but I mean, other than it, it being like it has all the facets of a great film, what do you really love about it? Like, what's like a scene that go, God damn it, that's awesome. Well, the whole, the whole relationship between Clarence and Alabama. Yeah. Like, they meet at a movie, and he's going to see... Uh, the Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Sister of the Street Fighter, you know, all Sonny Chiba films, which is how, you know, because of this, this is how I got into all of those martial art films oh, that I art. already wasn't into. Yeah, same. You know, because I didn't know anything about those. And then, you know, A Better Better Tomorrow with Chow Yun-Fat, uh, Better Tomorrow 2, like, those are also referenced and shown in, the, in, that, in that film. Hell yeah. Tony Scott did a great job, because he's the one who directed it. Don't know this. I'm sure most of you do. Maybe you don't. Who wrote the story? Tarantino. Tarantino wrote this. I blew my mind. Yeah. I've been watching this movie for years. And didn't direct and, it. No. No. He's done that a few times. Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, so I don't know how Scott optioned the movie, but Tony Scott was a great person to do this. Um, and he actually changed the ending of the film. Really? Because he loved the character so much, and I get it. Because wow. you're watching I wonder how Tarantino felt about that. He, I, he, no, he talked, to, he talked to Tarantino. Oh, and said, and like, this and is... He, and he's like, I really want to change the ending. Yeah. He's like, I love them. I want to see them win. Because at the end of the day, spoilers, Yeah. she killed herself. Well, yeah. it's almost like Natural Born Killers, where you're rooting yeah, yeah, for yeah. the 100%. the, the villain, for the bad guys. It's like yeah, one yeah. of the first times, and really the last time that trope really was turned on its head to success. And that was, yeah. was someone directed that. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, I was yep. gonna say the last time that that really was a trope that was flipped on its head, where you were kind of rooting for the bad guys that has been done successfully, was Devil's Rejects. Oh yeah. Oh, I worked with one of the actors on that. Really? Yeah. Oh it shit. Was on, on one of my side side note. <laughs> This whole thing is a side note. <laughs> hey, this whole maybe we should call the podcast side note. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, he he had a, uh, this the guy I can't remember his name. He uh, 
played the sheriff in this oh yeah 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 indie film yeah uh, for my film internship oh shit and one of the guys that he knew him because he had worked with him on Devil's Reject I think mm -hmm. and was doing the jewelry that was done in Devil's Reject gotcha. oh cool and, or something to that. You've rubbed elbows with some kind of, yeah, some big brass like, in the Hollywood world, you know? It's like the music industry, though. And, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, know absolutely. one person and one person that gets another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you've rubbed so, elbows like, with some had, big uh, ass. Uh, Richard, uh, I can't remember his last name. He, he played the, the villain dad in Kindergarten. Oh, I know oh, what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. He, he was the, the sheriff, another sheriff in that movie that I worked on. Yeah. And he was smoking a cigar on set one day. I was like, oh, I said, what are you smoking? They go, I'm smoking a punch. She goes, you want cigars? I said, you know, I like cigars. <laughs> I dabble. And, like, and this is 2004. And he's like, yeah, we do this podcast. I'm like, what the hell is a podcast? And he's like, yeah, we do this thing. And Calvin sponsors us. And that's, and I'm like, the fact that I'm remembering this right now is mind-blowing. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And then a couple days later, he shows up on set and gives me the first AD and uh, another key player uh, on set. Cigars. Yeah. These are probably not cheap cigars either, I bet. I mean, they're average price. Okay. They're, they're not, like, going to break your bank by anything. Right, but they're, but they're not, like, $2 a cigar. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, at this point, they're probably $10 or $15 a cigar. Okay, so just decent. But, yeah. you know, decent price, but they're good cigars. They're not going to Never. Right, right. But, but a $15 cigar is, like, yeah, it's decent. Any time of the day. Richard Tyson? Yes, Tyson, yep. Yeah. And... Nicest dude you ever met. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's also in... So Visitation was the movie I worked on. Okay. Uh, the novel yeah. is way better than the movie, to say the least. Go figure. Yeah. That's why I don't want to read the Bible. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I don't read the Bible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, shit. Uh, actually... Someone's like, the Bible is the first uh, comic book because it's so violent and ridiculously insane. No, especially like, old testament. Dude, Old Testament? Yeah, old, it's fucking. Old, oh, oh, man. Alex Goldnick was murder shit porn, man. Right. But yeah, back to True Romance. Like, True Romance was just, it was so good. And the fact that Tony Scott brought together all these different actors that were on their way up in the industry. Yeah. It was a brilliant movie. Samuel Jackson, uh, you have uh, Gary Oldman yep. playing some guy who thinks he's half Brad Pitt was in it too, wasn't he, for a minute? Black, yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt plays the fucking... Because that was around the time of him being in Thelma and Louise. Was that? Because that was the time of him being in Thumb on Louise too, shortly thereafter. And, and, was Harvey Keitel in that movie? I believe so. Uh, I think, wasn't he? Uh, no. I don't... No? Okay. James Gandolfini was in it. Oh, fuck yeah, he was. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of. Um, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, James Gandolfini was in it because he's the one who beats Patricia Arquette. Yep. And for me, like watching that was so emotional. I was like, Whoa. yeah. James Gandolfini's like, a big to dude watch, too. To watch her come back, and it was like this beautiful moment of I am woman hero. You will not fuck with me. Right. 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 And I'm like, finally, yeah. a woman hero. Right. You know, it's not just. Dude, just continually doing like, or like the, the male hero comes in to save right. the damsel in distress. And, yeah, you know. Then you see, uh, 
you know, and then that whole scene and sequence, you, and then Christian Slater comes in and is like, what the fuck, oh my God, you know, this is the woman I love. Right. You know? And it just feels like shit because of what's happened to her. And then you got like Chris Penn is in it as one of the cops. Uh, yeah. Bronson Bishow. Um, is the, the one who does the... Now we're so happy we do the Dance of Joy. <laughs> How's it, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... So your next movie. Yeah. Oh, that's movie. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. So finish, no, no, finish, no, finish, no, finish the thought. Finish the thought. There, that, there's just... Everything about that movie is... It's like um, human alchemy. It is. It is. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's super violent. Yeah. But it just shows everything... It has all the checklists of a great. I yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And side note, there is a fucking great story. This dude first date with his girlfriend. Goes to see True Romance. I think this is now wife, but they went to see True Romance. It was oh, it's a rom com. <laughs> it was kind it of was put out there that way. Not a rom com at all. They were like, oh. This is not what I expected. So I put my dick in the popcorn. <laughs> You're not into no, that. Okay. All right. All right. Never mind. <laughs> I, mis- I misread the movie and the vibe. <laughs> so <laughs> this was a little pivot away from greatest movies of all uh, all time, but <laughs> oh god, Rosebud. Rosebud. My. Fi- Um, I am going to say legend. Rob Rob Reiner, basically the Lord of the Rings before Lord of the Rings. It was a fantasy epic. It has the crazy, it has Tom Cruise, Mia Sarah, um, uh, uh, just like a oh my god, Tim Curry, Tim Curry as darkness, as darkness. Um, dude, it was. Have you ever seen this? You ever seen this, John? Okay, it's it's unbelievable. Oh, the amount of so it's the quintessential fantasy where it's like basically princess who falls in love with like this like kind of downtrodden like forest dwelling guy, right? And then there's these then who wants to show her this like magnificent creatures like the, the unicorns who are sure. like these like magical beings that literally control the cosmos like and the and the soundtrack was by Dream Theater oh, um, here's the thing there's two really there's, losing me on this check this out no no there's two versions of this film okay, okay? there's the original oh. US release which I is by Dream that. which is by Dream Theater and then there's the second which is called the director's cut which is shit <laughs> sorry Rob Reiner it's no, terrible no, no, no. it's hold shit up. hold on because it's a totally different soundtrack. It's completely differently edited, and it's it's terrible. It's the worst. It's terrible. I don't want to call you out on this. What? I mean, you just did. But I'm pretty sure Rob Reiner didn't direct it. Oh, really, Scott? Really, Scott? Yes. Sorry, yeah. really, Scott? I'm that's, sorry. That's the other thing that I was just sorry, talking. I was like, sorry, Rob Reiner directed really a movie Scott, like this? Really I was like, because I was like, really, Scott did Aliens yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Right. Sorry, sorry. That, I that up, tracks. I'm sorry. That so tracks. Ridley Scott. Sorry. So can I? But anyways, the Ridley Scott Ridley director's this. cut version, the second version, was right. shit. I've never seen. It's terrible because I have the I have the ultimate edition and stuff like that. Ridley Scott's versions are all pretty fantastic. They are. I, I, I didn't mind the edit, the re-edit of the film. Yeah. I hated the 
soundtrack. The dream. Oh, so it's just the soundtrack. Yes, the dream theater version. Oh, that makes a movie though. Oh, does it? Is it's it's so ethereal and moody and it 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 mirrors fantasy. It's it's like what that type of music you want to hear in like a video game or some type of an epic, right? So, but anyways, it's basically that quintessential, and then. The heroine, as it were, or the damsel in distress, does something bad, but not by her own volition. Mm. It was basically innocence draws in. Yeah, innocence draws in these good creatures, but then blinds them to the evil that's about to kill them. Mm. And anyways, that, I don't want to spoil anything, but then that's the whole thing where, like, she gets taken by darkness, and then Jack, the... Tom Cruise character has to go and find her and he has to find weapons and power and then he ultimately finds out that it's their love that fucking destroys him which is sick yes yes and a whole bunch of actually little people who were very famous and like the yeah Willow the Willow series and all that stuff uh, not Willow series, the Willow, the movie. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And Leprechaun. Nope, you're thinking of. That is no, yeah. That's the first one. Wasn't wasn't it? No, he's. Wait, you're talking about the little guy, right? Warwick Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warwick Davis. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought Warwick Davis is the guy from like Willow. Yes. Yes. But, but the the the, the Barney played uh, oh. his master, the one oh. that he wants to apprentice okay. under, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the okay. in yeah. Willow. Sorry. Yeah, he's the one that goes like, take this acorn; it makes us great power. Gotcha. And yeah, yeah. He's he like, 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 Sorry about that. That's a terrible like, version of a little person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but here's the interesting uh, yeah. deal with the fact of he was filming Legend. Yeah. Scott was really Scott. Really, Scott? Yeah. An alien. Scott's brother, in case you didn't know yeah. That. Sorry about Scott Scott Bob Reiner. I feel like a fucking idiot. Say this is my favorite fucking movie. They go, yeah, it's by Rob Reiner. He's awesome. You guys are like it's really Scott. I go, I knew that. I'm smart. I'll just fuck <laughs> myself. You said Rob Reiner. I'm like, I know. As you're describing, you literally, as you're just, that, you were looking at me. I was like, I think as you were describing that movie, I just kept going like, that doesn't sound like. That's not right. And then you said it. I was like, and you went, really, Scott? Like, I immediately corrected myself because I was like, you're right. Here's the thing. This is. What Fucked up. Because he was filming two movies at the same time. It was Aliens. No. no. Alien was in the 70s. Yeah. No, Aliens. No, that was... that was uh, Alien, the original Alien, was, was in 78. 78? Right. Yeah. And so then Aliens, Aliens was, was like early 80s. It was like... It was 87 with... Um, wow, he's one of my favorite directors. Uh, forgive me. Yeah. Because Legend was uh, 1986 or 87, I think. James Cameron, Cameron. did did Aliens. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because that was after he did Abyss, right? My it was pre-Abyss. It was Wait, the, James Cameron did the second Aliens? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he did Terminator. Ridley Aliens. Scott didn't do both? No. Oh. I think he produced it, quote unquote. He Damn. He might have produced. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah, he, he had to have been at least executive producer <laughs> or yeah. on it. But the thing is... Fuck. So Scott was producing. My whole life is a lie. Producing, directing, <laughs> um, two movies at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was wrapping up the one. Yeah. And when you watch. So what was he simultaneously doing with Legend? So when you watch certain cuts of this movie, the unicorn shows up. And it's called Blade Runner. Mm. He was doing the. That makes sense. That well, those those are both mid eighty. You're right. 
Yeah, so... God, Rush, you know, you got some fucking Easter I'm, eggs, man, I'm that I do not know. Here. So, like, because... That's like, awesome. I watched the documentaries about, you know, Blade Runner so much because, like, it was one of my favorite movies. Yeah, about. 100%. Spoilers. Um, spoilers. <laughs> Why did they never do a TV series about the Blade Runner universe? That would have fucking been so... They did, okay, they did an animated piece. They did? Um, it was like anime, right? Blade, Blade Runner Lotus, which is really good. Watch it. I've um, never... Is it like an anime? Or is it like an American like animation? Or it's, it's, a, it's an animation. Yeah, it's, it's animated, yeah. Okay. It's good. Okay. Um, P.S. Uh, uh, love, love, Death, you. and Robots... Dude, have I, you guys seen that? I watched the first season. That is the I dude. The oh my god! Season. But okay, first and first season, unbelievable. Second season, not so great. This new season, the third season, right back to the the roots but of the original. I feel like I'm gonna ask this because of like how that's how Bridget felt about Walking Dead. Yeah. Was season two like in Walking Dead a lot of exposition and background? Character no, no, building? no. Here's the thing. The second season isn't a season. It's like each individual episode mm. is its standalone story. Oh, it's almost and like different. It's almost animators. like that last episode or last season of Atlanta. Well, no, it's it's like it's like a ma- okay. Uh, remember Tales from the Crypt? I, I haven't seen Atlanta, so I can't say anything. No, no, no but okay, so it, well, every so like what Chris is saying, like every episode with Death and Robots is a different story. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's all standalone. It's okay. like it's like Tales from the Crypt. It's oh, like okay. it's multiple freaking stories, different directors for each yeah, yeah, individual yeah. episode, gotcha. but they make it a big package for right. each like season. You just watch it. And you watch them individually. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Okay. But the first season is incredible. Second season, I didn't love. Third season was awesome. It was right back to like that. Yes, there's three seasons now. I can't wait for the fourth, but anyways, I kind of pivoted up. So there's a Blade Runner animated thing. Wait, so Fucking just, just for context, this is... It's on Netflix still? I think... Did you say Netflix or Prime? I think it's Prime. Oh, I'll, Amazon Prime? I'll, I'll look it up. Okay, okay. Because um, I'd context, watch that though. shit. Legend came out in 85. Did I say Blade 86? Runner? I think I said 86. No, no, 85. No, I don't think you said a year at all. Did did I, I, no, I, I said mid-80s, but I think I said 86. Right. But Blade Runner was 82. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. In my head, I feel like it's Harrison Ford was young as fuck, man. He was young as fuck in that. Like they were filming things for Legend at the same time as. But it took that Blade Runner to come out. Blade Runner. So wait, so he was in pre-production. He was in pre-pro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All these shots, and so he somehow utilized those pre-shots to. Okay. What the tie-in is, because when, when you read the original story for Do Androids Dream of Sheep, which is what Blade Runner is based off of, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with it. No, no, no. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. And the yeah. movie is actually phenomenal, regardless. Yeah. Um, but when you look at James Edward... Almost. Almost. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he's always dead. doing little origami characters in Nice. See, that's little things, man. I would never know if I didn't talk to you about that. That's awesome. But okay, so so legend. I think the reason why that I let people watch it is like, or, or want people to watch it is that every single time I watch it, it's like this was 1986, and wow. this. Or sorry, no, I just, did I say? Oh, you, you just said 85. I'm sorry. So 1985, this thing holds up. 
all the freaking special effects, which are practical special oh, effects. Practical There's no CGI in this. Right, exactly. It's it looks beautiful, and it, it the, the soundtrack is amazing. The acting is unbelievable, and it's like I just said, it's like oh, when you watch this, it's like you don't feel that you're watching an old movie. Right. You just feel you're watching a film. It just so happens that it's so well. It's it's. Remember it's, we were, it's, remember, time, it's, it's timeless. Do you remember when we watched? Like, we were talking about Jurassic Park, where it's yes. like that CGI is now almost thirty years old, and, and it looks just timeless. as good as some of the new CGI it's right now. It's timeless. It looks amazing because they did kind of a hybrid of CGI shots and then also like kind of practical effects and, and special effects. And anyways, but the reason that I guess I correlate with it is that that was. All the reading, all the things that I loved art about is the escapism, is that you're in this world and you're traveling with these people, almost like you're this kind of lens behind them and they're guiding you through their journey and you get to experience everything they experience. Yeah, and it's like that is such a cerebral feeling for me and I've always gravitated towards that where it's like someone, I, I don't feel that I'm sitting outside seeing someone do something, that I'm with them right. doing the actions with them. I like that. I mean, it, it always makes me feel... You feel like you're a part of the whole yeah. story. Yeah. Like, that could have been, like, one of those elves, like, on the outside with them, right. like, running beside them. They go, all right, Jack, let's get you your sword. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love that. I know it sounds fucking weird, but, like, I that, that escapism... Yeah, I'm not out of the water. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not about Meg Mucklebones fucking... <laughs> Tasting fairy, like that's literally, <laughs> dude. Look, people are gonna hear that shit. Put that what I just said next to the film. I nailed that. I nailed it. Find that YouTube clip. Right, ego. No, no. <laughs> Egon nailed it. I nailed it. Beamer, beamer. All right, John, go ahead. <laughs> right, John, um, I mean, anyone who knows me, this but will not that. come as a surprise, but almost famous. Um, oh, that's a good one. I almost mean, famous? Yeah, Cameron Crowe. Yes. Great director. Nancy Wilson and him at the time still being married, uh, helping with the like writing of the original material for, uh, what is it? Uh, if I want to say Fever Dog, that's the name of the song. Um, Stillwater. Yeah. The fictitious band. Yep. <laughs> uh, Billy Crudup, one of my favorite actors. Um, so right. fucking good in anything that I've Wait, seen. Wait, are we doing the... No, no, I was going to say, him in... Uh, Prefontaine movie? Well, the other Alien movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alien Prometheus. Covenant. Oh, Covenant? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Covenant, Covenant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Sorry, there's also the, the big blue dong motherfucker from, uh, <laughs> from uh, Watchmen. He was in the Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a big old donger. But, like, yeah, but it's a, it's a thing where, like, uh, I'm a big star. I'm a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> Almost Famous is just one of those movies that, like, as someone who loves music and, and always wanted to be a part of it, but also because of my age growing up, yeah, like, where because I was on the cusp of not being allowed to be, like, I was a year younger than everyone because, like, my birthday was, like, the cut end of, like, when you could be in school. Right. Oh, yeah. So everyone was a year older than me, typically. Right. So that aspect of that movie really resonated with me. Sure. The soundtrack of, like just the soundtrack being fucking awesome resonates with me. The other part of wanting to be involved in this thing that you love, yeah. music. So this kid is like wanting to be 
immersed in music and, yeah. and just finds and a, not taking no for an answer. No, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, finds yeah. his way and uh, has some some innate talent that puts him in these situations that shouldn't shouldn't find yourself in right and as i get older and find myself in a lot of these situations i'm like holy shit this is this is my life this is it and granted i haven't had the uh, maybe i have had the i'm a golden god moment uh with some people actually i will because uh, no one probably listening to this will probably know who it is johnny santos did that to me uh when he was high <laughs> on coke after going to an Ozfest. um but it's funny because like i and i was talking about like coming off of shrooms and like doing a couple of bumps of coke, and just how great I felt. And a couple of years ago, I used. I'm gonna shit uh, on these walls, Ray. I used uh, the still of like when Billy Crudup's character got in the fight with the rest of his band and fucked off, and then like went and hung out with people in Topeka, Kansas. Because you're real, you're real. This room's real. This shit's real. And right, ten, right, right, and, right. and then it was like, in ten years, it's gonna be fucking 1984. Think about that. And so I use that as a, a thing where I just like overwritten. It's like. In three days, I'm going to be 34 or 35. Think about that. Right. Uh, and then he's like, do you want to see me feed a mouse to my pet snake? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, but it's a thing where, like, that movie, I don't know. It, it, it's just, like, how what's Rush. A, what's a like, scene from that movie that's, like, that that that, that really. <laughs> God, there's so many. I'm a golden god. No, 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 no. Life is. And then everyone's like, I'm, a, I'm on drugs. <laughs> like, but it's also the, like, the, the whole thing. Like, I mean, the whole, the plane scene. The, the, yeah. Oh my God. Like, so, and that's actually what I was going to get to is okay. like, when I did, when I did one of the two tours I did ever. Yeah. And like, we were on our way to a new city I'd never been to up and we were on our way to uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. And randomly, like I had headphones in. And like I didn't play it, it just happened to come on on shuffle on my on my phone. Yeah. And Tiny Dancer came on, and it was so weird because Tony the song Dancer. that I listened to last before I put headphones in was uh, the used. Uh, uh, which which for, which? For, no, for, it's off for, the first. It's uh. Buried myself alive. No. Uh, no. Taste of Ink. Oh um, yeah. And it's like, I remember growing up in Kalamazoo, listening to that song, and we're like, oh, I, I feel like I'm meant for more than this city has to fucking offer the people that, like, their biggest dreams and hopes circle around this fucking city. Right. I feel like I'm meant for something bigger than this. Sure. And I remember, like, having that epiphany of just like, oh, my God, like, here I am, like, 10 plus years later, and, like, now I'm in a, a van touring somewhere because of shows I booked for another band and going places I've never been. Like, fucking wild. And then I put in my headphones boom, Tiny Dancer is like the second song that comes on and I had my Almost Famous moment where I'm just sitting there and it was just like thinking about that scene in Almost Famous where it wasn't quite the same connection where it's like something traumatic happened to all of us and then the bond of music is what brought us all together as, right, as friends right. and brothers and all that. Yeah. But I had the Almost Famous moment for myself where I was like, fuck, music is is everything. Like it's, it's literally why I'm here right now like going to this new thing on yeah, this new yeah. journey with people that I had met because I booked a show for them four or five years ago. We remained in contact. Da, 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 da. Like, it's just this thing where it speaks to the power of music. Yeah. And it's, a tr it's a transcendent thing. I mean, yeah, like, and it's like music has been around since And I think for forever, me, like, forever. I think for it's me the other around. thing is that because of the age gap of the main character to everybody else, 
there was like this kind of ad, I don't want to say adolescence. This yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's yeah he's this young blissful and... ignorance of like why would anyone want to do me wrong and, right. and like you're just you're experiencing the world that like people probably will never see or understand yes and it's like as I've gotten older and and had some of those experiences like through weird jobs I've had like it's like working in a strip club and yeah. like having people from the club that I worked with like come and hang out at my house after work because right. they lived right next door like a very close, close to right. like the fucking place and it's like that's not everyone's like 18, 19 year olds where it's like right. we're hanging out with strippers and security guards <laughs> and just you know hanging out like isn't there no that's just what happens isn't there something amazing though about the na- the, the naivety of yeah. youth though? Yeah, I, I, there's and, something and to me, and to me, about that, and know? to me, that was like when they all decide Beautiful to, yes. why when they all decide like Correct. the girls are bored, they're somewhere I don't remember where, but it was like an off day of the tour in Almost Famous, and they're like, let's deflower the virgin, and so they have sex with the kid. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? All I remember is which I think it was changed. Now I remember it. No, I remember now. I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, it's still there. Yeah. I'm gay. <laughs> and then it levels out. <laughs> oh no, that's still in there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I haven't seen it. No, the the, the whole band basically the whole band basically reveals all the secrets about everything. And then he the drummer comes out. He's like, I'm gay. And then it levels out, and they're like. <laughs> He's like, um, what? That's the one thing that sticks in my head. Yeah, no, because uh, yeah, because Russell Russell talks about, or not Russell, but uh, Jason Lee's character talks about like, oh, fuck your wife, or something like that. Fuck your wife. Yeah, 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 something like that. But yeah, one of my favorite movies, great soundtrack, almost like Rush Did with True Romance. Like it's, I don't say it, it doesn't have the violence or anything like that, but it does have sort of the uh, suspense of like what's going on with Kate Hudson, what's going on with Billy Crudup. Like obviously yeah. these are two star-crossed lovers. Then you have uh, the main character kind of thrown into it, who's kind of starry-eyed over like his favorite band, and you know being involved in all this shit. But then also like I'm into this chick, and, yeah. Like first, you know, loves and all that kind of first love, quote unquote. Right. Um, and then just the way it ends, like you know, she sends Russell to the kid so he can finally do his interview and they just you know it kind of repairs all of the things like you realize Penny Lane is getting out of the groupie scene all this kind of shit right and that everyone does actually care for one another but sometimes the 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 quote unquote perfect ending doesn't mean that you end up with someone that it just means that like you grow apart and that's okay yeah absolutely and so like there's there's a lot of like adult themes running through this that as I get older I'm like oh I can recognize this now when I watch this movie and it's grown with me over. The so years. that's what it is. It's it's it's, uh, it's it's very much as you've aged too is even more reminiscent because like you're seeing all the like like the the, the, the ebb and flows and the yeah. pitfalls. You're like, oh shit, that's that's yeah, I get that. Um, wait, okay, well, so and it makes sense too because when you can, rec- I think for us as adults, you need to recognize. Oh man, I feel as we get older, that's what that's that's all it is. It's 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 that, rec- yeah. I remember dealing with some people from church camp. Like, obviously, I come from a different background from the rest of us. Yeah. But there was one person I'm friends with on Facebook. Thing. Maybe they're texting me. I can't remember what it was, but it was one of the two. And we're having a 
have this back and forth, like, I miss the old days, this and that. Like, I mean, I miss the old days too, but I said, also, like, it's okay, like, to have those memories. And times change. We yeah. We all change. We all take different routes in life. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. Because you're not moving forward right. if you're just living in that past. Right. Yeah. Hold on to the memory. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Like what? Like Chase what's awesome after. about today? Yeah. Right. Or, Chase and, uh, after yeah. what your dreams are and figure out if that's what you need to do. And right. All that was like, and it was this whole thing. Like I had to break it down. I was like, don't try to relive. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that's more or less what is what it is. is don't try to relive the past. Yeah. Don't try, because I remember we, we tried to do that. We had this epic bachelor party, which is a whole different story. Yeah. You might have seen it. It was called uh, The Hangover. Yeah. It was definitely not The Hangover, but it could have been. They did an amazing job lasering off that fucking tattoo up your face, bro. Yeah, they did. They look, you, you look beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I would say our bachelor party was better than The Hangover. <laughs> so, There's a fucking tiger in the bathroom. Were there lady boys? Okay, we didn't have any. We didn't have any. That's part two. Um, which totally threw me for what a what a, what a great trick. What? So. But, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish it. I'll just say, like. Yeah. So speak to that whole ideal of, well, I'm trying to relive this whole moment and this whole, well, oh, this was great. Let's let's do it again. Right. My friend had this bachelor party, and it was in Chicago. Yeah. And we went 15 deep, I think. Maybe even 20 deep of us to Chicago. Friday, Saturday. Like party bus or like convoy down there? Convoy down. Oh, shit. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And and so how I got invited, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, like, I know why I got invited, but at the same time, like... Why did I get invited? Sometimes yeah. I'm like... I think it's, like, it's me. I just, I, I feel like I'm nobody. But these people love me, and, like, you should come to be with me. Right. And I was there for the wedding and everything else. Yeah. And, um, you know, Friday night, Greek restaurant, hang out. It was a great experience because it was the first time I'd ever been to a Greek restaurant. Yeah. I learned a lot of different things culturally and learned things I loved about the Greeks. Yep. And I'm still very thankful for it. Uh, and then the next day, went to the Cubs game, we got wild for the night. Yeah. AKA the day. Yep. <laughs> started at 10 a.m. And I, 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 won't, I won't tell the whole story. Mm. It's a great story, but. Um, and then we had a great weekend. All right, so go ahead, go ahead. Next year we went to Chicago. Yeah. And we, they tried to recreate that whole thing. Uh, yeah, you can't do you that. You can't do that. You can't do that. No, no. I mean, it was still a fun weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't just like, all right, we're going to do this. It's literally it's chasing the dragon. Round two, it's going to be the no, same. Exactly, no, it's not. Exactly. It's never going to be the same. chasing the dragon, man. You yeah, can't yeah, do yeah, that. Exactly. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I have a Brendan Lee. a little bit of a maybe last part of the episode here where it's like, I want to ask this. 
So we've kind of listed like movies that we love and how they we identify with them. Stuff like that. So what is a quote from any film that you think is either iconic, funny, whatever? Like, what is a your favorite quote from any film ever? God, I got like three that just do the do all your three. All do right, them. like just say them. One you know, is you know, yeah, go ahead. One is from Ravenous. Okay. Have you ever seen it? Yes. Fucking great. He's, he's licking me. <laughs> Robert Carlyle, like, fucking played yes. it masterfully. What yes. a great movie. Robert Carlyle is fucking... One of mine... Uh, Mar- this uh, bitch has been glassed. <laughs> one of mine is from uh, the, the Marx Brothers, and it's, I couldn't save myself an inch of my life. Fortunately, I forgot my ruler. Mm. I love that because that's the first like tongue in cheek. I, fr- I forgot my ruler. That tongue in cheek. That reminds me of my papa, my grandpa. It's like yeah. that is such a tongue in cheek because I didn't know what the the term tongue in cheek meant. Right. It's it's a play on words right. to yeah. I, I don't know why. Like that, that that was one of the quotes. Every time I hear that, I just yeah, it makes me happy. What about but, you? You know, I, other, okay, I also we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back I think another one because I just referenced speed. Yeah. I'm Hold smarter on. than you. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> yes. And, then he and just, yeah? yeah, well, I'm taller. <laughs> yes. As he takes Dennis Hopper's head off. Yes. That's <laughs> so good. That's so rad. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for me to pull up a quote because I'm put on the spot. You know? No, it's all good. We can keep going. Here's the thing. I'm just going to start saying them. Because there's like, I can think of like a hundred different films. Like, I don't know what to say though. Because I'm sure like, you know, from like Lord of the Rings to yeah, fucking okay. You, say, you have to pick one. Star Wars. We have to. We have to pick one. Somewhere, I can't name it because it's yeah. one of those things I gotta write when I'm watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like. All right, okay. Then, then I then got the one. Know. Okay, say like, I got no. Say, I got say your one. Your, okay. Well, I was gonna say, like, for okay. Me, real quick, like I don't recall things sometimes. Mm. No, no, no. I, I, you're you know more. You more. If you sit down and think about it for a time, I know you. You're, yeah. you're not. A, you're not a, in the. Like John and I are more like. Like we, we I mean, word I mean, vomit. I mean, I be like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like first you last. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shake and bake. All right, but 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 you're, you're 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 one. No, I mean, so like as I've spent a lot of time in food and retail management and just customer service, uh, and this is one of like because I had honorable mentions if we did more yeah but title does not dictate behavior from clerks yes that is a fucking that's a gold that's a gold star dude that's a great quote that's a great quote I love that and chasing Amy was going to be my third this is here's the thing this is I'm sorry not chasing I'm sorry not chasing Amy clerks was going to be my third but it was it honestly because I saw them at the same time chasing Amy clerks because both of those I saw roughly at the exact same time yes and there's facets of each that I think correlate to me yes uh, and who I am my sense of humor how I think about things and how I deal with relationships in times uh, between both movies yeah and yeah but no title does not dictate behavior I think is a great fucking line I think as I get older I it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the fucking like it's it almost is. a mantra of sorts. Like, yes. Like if I could maybe redo my my collar uh, yeah, tattoo yeah. instead of it saying tomorrow because tomorrow's never promised. Yeah. Basically, I might put title does not dictate or title does not dictate behavior. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, why not just put it somewhere else? Because I mean, they're that's a sick ass. Fo- yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. great quote. Statements. 
Yeah. You know what's funny? Mine. Uh, the, the, I have two. One is it, it's not prolific, but it's it's one of my favorites. Is never rub another man's rhubarb <laughs> from the Joker from the original yep. Batman. Yep. Yeah. Mostly, I love that because is that from the Batman movie? The, no, the, no, 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 no. That's like that's Tim that's, Burton, like original oh, oh, Batman. Burton, Jack Sorry. Nicholson and. Yeah, and so that's, it's basically... Oh, that's right, when he's... It's, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. where Michael yeah. Keaton's yeah. like, you want to get nuts? Yes. Let's get fucking, get fucking nuts. Let's fucking nuts. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so yeah. he does this whole shit, and he goes like, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Now, yeah. that's also a really cool yeah. quote. But then, he just goes like, he goes, what? Bob? And he goes like, he goes like, he goes, it's what I say to all my prey. I just like the sound of it, and he shoots him. Yeah. And then he falls down, but he has like this like, plate behind yeah. him. You have the steel plate behind him. But then he like has that crazy manic smile, and he goes like, Never rub another man's rhubarb. Never rub another man's rhubarb. And I went, that is like it's him saying it's like you were trying to be this bravado of yourself, yeah. this big, big dick swinging. I'm the alpha, and it's like, right. no, but you're not. I'm the t- I'm the wolf in this room. You're not. So I, I just always like it. And then uh, the the second this is so stupid, but it's my my favorite quote from a comedy is from Dumb and Dumber. Big gulps, huh? Oh. Well, see you later. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the best. It's just what's up. He just goes like, hey, guys. Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. It's like. Did you, did you know that whole scene was in my life? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have that scene through there. It's a, Jim Carrey is like a genius. a genius and such a, like, I think they, they, they've actually said, and especially from, um, who the fuck is that? The, who directed the Liar Liar? Um, do you remember? Oh, shit. No, I don't. Okay, but whoever directed Liar Liar said like almost eighty percent of the improvised lines that Jim Carrey did. That's what that was the final cut. We made that's what get got in the movie because he would just like there was this one where he just like takes he goes and he's doing this like fucking face. They were like we didn't know what the hell he was doing, but it made in the movie because we were crying laughing. He's just one Tom of those. Tom Shattuck. Tom Shattuck. Ch- what is it? Shattuck or Shadyak. Shadyak. Okay, but oh, yeah. like. Shadyak, Meshach, and. Yeah, yeah. He said it's like, yeah, eighty percent of all that improvisation was just that's what got in the movie. But you know, Will Ferrell's the same too. Though. Right. They're all you like do that. Weird though. Please. So, current status of what's going on in Hollywood with all the. Uh, oh, the group? writers' strike and all the that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Deadpool three is being filmed, oh. right? I'm so fucking mad. Like they, they're, they're, what, they were like a month away from finishing shooting too. One of those something that's really right. short. I'm to get even I don't like it. More mad. Keep going. Even more mad. Marman. Nice Marman. Matter. I like matter. So, oh, speaking <laughs> of a great film, right there. Nice Marman. <laughs> Big Lebowski. Um, by the way, do you know that the the sorry, totally re- random Easter egg of this shit? Do you know that on the back of the DVD of the and I don't know if it's on the like VHS or anything, but it says that the the rug tied the place together. It has the quote all oh, wrong. It has the quote <laughs> all. Is that from the Big Lebowski? Yeah. Yeah, but oh, it has yeah, the yeah. quote all wrong. Oh, they said it wrong. Yeah, the the whole thing about the rug, it's wrong. Yeah, because like. Wait. This rug really times ties the room together. So like it was like doesn't there's there's it? something they, something on the VHS like I don't think so. Oh, that's but like because when I looked at it, I was like that's not the quote. <laughs> that's not how it's said. But so anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, so all of a sudden, writer strike happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, correct, not right, because we're right 
Nailed it. Dads. When you fuck the baby? So anyways. That's a that's a that throw, that's a, a callback. That's a throwback to the last episode. <laughs> that's good. So I dude, so my friend Nick, he's about to be a dad. He's like, I don't even, I don't know any bad dad jokes. And he literally, he literally goes, Oh yeah, well, when does a bad dad joke become a bad dad joke? I'm like, I don't know. I get it just depends on the context, I guess. He goes, When it becomes apparent. Oh my god. I was like, damn it, you got me. Son of a bitch. Anyways, so, yes. moving forward. Yes. So, writer strike is going on. Yep. So, what that means is, while they're filming anything, can't. you can't change yeah. anything in the script. Right. So, knowing Ryan Reynolds, it's all ad lib. Oh, 100%. Not like, me. Yeah. So, it's like, so, we're moving forward. We're in a freaking writer's strike. He's like... You can't change the content because... I'm like, there's got to be a way around this. Yeah. In, in, in the future as, you know, film it and then hold it and then, okay, the writer's strike's over we can move it in. Okay. Right, right. Take notes, sure. I don't know. Probably not. And here we are. Now we're in a freaking SAG strike, which... How long has this been going on now? Two weeks. Okay. If that... The, the no. SAG strike. SAG strike, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Writer strikes have been going on for well over two months. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm just like, mm, shit. And you know, I get it. Not everybody's fucking Tom Cruise and not everybody's Brad Pitt. Right, right, right. Let's get our shit together. And obviously, there's a lot of other things that are tied in, like this whole AI thing, where yeah. they can try and use your likeness. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. If you watched Terminator Dark Fate... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't Crispin Glover uh, about uh, Back to the Future? That was the whole start of it, wasn't it? I don't know. Where in Back to the Future Part 2, he wasn't in that film. They used a likeness of it, but it, was like, but it, but it wasn't done through CGI. It was through like, like makeup. Well, and it was so badly done, but because he was his likeness, Crispin Glover was just like, uh, well, you can't use, fucking do that. pictures of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be paid. Like, it's yeah. likeness, right? Right, 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 right. You get, and so that was the thing. Like, <coughs> like, and the first thing that comes to mind is Terminator Dark Fate. And they do the whole CGI of John Connor, Edward Furlong. Right, right. Like, like, literally, they credit him in the movie. Right. Edward but they didn't Furlong. pay him, right, yeah, at all. They, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they digitally used they, him. So they digitally used him, but they didn't pay which, him. But you know that fucking shit's in that contract, though. You know it is. Like, maybe not. Maybe hey, not. Like, you know, we can use that whenever we want to. Using his likeness rights, you can't just like not yeah. pay him. Well, something. That's what the sports is shit with the NIL right, right now. And what's that? I said that's what sports is going through with the NIL now. Finally, for college people. What's that? Name and likeness rights, NIL. No, no, oh, but, but, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So it's but essentially it's like, the same, just yeah. different vernacular or terminology right. for right. contracts. Oh, okay. Freaking do that. Yeah. Like, you're literally. There's so many people that are in the lower tier of Hollywood that do all these, you know, third and second part. I don't want to say bits, but they're they're they're, they're not the main character. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The hero of the show, right? Or the villain. 
Right. And they're being paid a lower tier. It's like, you know, also, move out of fucking Hollywood. That California's going down in flames. Oh, God. It's in the area. Yeah, yeah. It's like, people need to get paid what they're worth. Sure. And I'm sorry, if you're going to fucking do that, not do that, excuse me, No. then yeah, go on strike. Yeah. Also, let's not make it last that long. Right. Um, also, this is for the higher ups, like, figure your shit out. Yeah. Because you're screwing not with their livelihoods, but you have a lot of fans. Right. That really want to see these things. Right. And, and the longer you drag this out, the more that you're damaging. Right. Yeah, the whole project. Yeah. All right. So that's I don't stop. So yeah. last question, and then we'll we'll wrap this up and prose the thing that we'll do next week. Yeah. yeah. Next time. Cool. Um, honorable mention movies. Okay. What what one movie? Yeah. Honorable mention. I have. Okay. So I already said one of mine, but I have. So I have two. Okay. So let's keep this. I'm Brief. not going to explain them. I'm just going to literally say okay, here are my yeah, honorable mentions. Let's do that. Let's, let's just, just say it. Speed round. Two, speed round. Okay. This is this is just speak and yep. no 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 um extra inf- yeah. information. Okay. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> honorable mention. Ready Player One. Yeah. I, Steve, I still here's a weird fact about it. Maze. Still Clive. haven't. What? Did you just say Clive Barker? No, I was about to say Clive Barker. <laughs> Clive Owen. Clive. Is, no, what the projector. fuck is his name? Projector. No, 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 no. The, the the writer of Ready Player One. Oh. Um, I here's a fun fact. I've only seen that movie at bars with no volume. So I've never seen. Don't 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 never say because I'm gonna I'm gonna be bummed out that I that I, I I'm sorry. Okay, go 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 rush. Like you you tell me yours and then. Go well, what, I didn't like go through all my movies. Yeah. So I want to kind of say all of the movies and then give you my. Sure. Um, my my runner ups. Ernest Klein. Klein. That's the name of the guy. So but yes, other, the book is amazing. So, so <clears throat> true Romance is like my top movie. Um, the other two were Satires. Okay, but, but, but name one. Name no, one. no, no, these aren't even my runner-up. Runner these aren't honorable mentions? No. no. Oh, oh. Somehow, somehow, yeah. Well, we're that's why I said we've only done two so far. Right. Oh. So I'm going to work about wrapping this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going for a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up with these are my two other of the three. Honorables, okay. Nope. Not honorable. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. So, Dr. Strangelove. So, black and white. Nice. Marlon Brando? Uh, what's that? Marlon Brando? No. What um, am I thinking of? Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Yes. Which is still a great <laughs> That's, dude, I'm Yeah. Kind of Val Kilmer in that? Yeah. Just, so I'm good. Uh, I think I might have heard it. I might yeah, have heard yeah. it. Which is mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Um, just about how everything Ron Perlman with his fucking bullshit. <laughs> that story? That story is fucking great. Uh, yeah, it is. So, Doctor Strange Love, which is, um, has, uh, George C. Scott in it. Yep. And he plays this big, goofy part of a general. Nice. And I friggin' love it because it's not, because, you know, George C. Scott's known for his, his role as, his yep. biggest role as Pat. Yeah. Yep. Um, What's the second one? So, Doctor Strangelove was directed by, uh, oh my gosh, why can I think of? It's all good. Homework for you next time. We have yeah, a list. Yeah, what's, what's, what's the second one, though? The second what's... one is Tropic Thunder. Oh, oh, God. Which is also a satire. Which is a satire. Blackface from a black Platoon. Platoon. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, it's a whole satire about Hollywood. Oh, 100%. Well, yeah, about yeah, Platoon, yeah. right? You know, Wasn't it about how Platoon was made? Um, 
I, I actually right? heard this. I yes, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. No, but well, what did you just pose the question? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. The best club brings in Tom Cruise was redeemed Tom Cruise and actor Foley. Yes. Hell yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. That was and, the yeah. that was like the round the time. Honestly, <laughs> like total black honestly, was good. Like, I said this. I said Robert Downey Jr. should get an Oscar. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was for this role because he did great, and, it, and because of what it was at the time. Right. I mean, obviously, people were like, "You do that anymore?" Like, but that's the reason that with his character was what it was is because it was a satire. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't a. It wasn't, and he uh, he didn't he didn't mockery did, of black people. He didn't do no, no, he didn't yeah, do blackface. He literally no, yeah he, he li- <laughs> got a surgery. That whole scene between him and a black guy who yeah. said the n word, and then yeah. he pulls me and goes like, "That word has been holding all people down for yeah, four hundred right. years." I was like, I, I I laughed, but it was also like him oh, in character another, yeah, playing yeah, another yeah. dude. Yeah, it's like it was so good. So what was what was I'll, this, man? I'll, I'll suck the I'll suck your dick. I'll take the gravy. I'll take it all. <laughs> yeah. But my my oh, right. um, honorable mentions. My two honorable mentions are Brotherhood of the Wolf. Mm. And for me, it was their their uh, editing, the editing of the fight scenes and everything. Yeah. Was pivotal for me as a future film filmmaker. Um, but also City of Lost Children. Oh, wow. That, dude, you got me right in the heart in that one. That is a great I movie. That is a great that director. Yes. That director is, in my opinion, who gave Ron Perlman the second his career. second yes. career. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because that reminds no me. Knows this. Yep. He was in the series with Linda Hamilton. Beauty and the Beast. And the Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the my Beast. mom and I used to watch that. All the First yeah. run. Yeah. First yeah. run. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Okay. Such a great, yeah. Vincent. And that, I mean, it, it, it was so reminiscent of like uh, the the mood of that show was like the uh, Dark City, you know, with Kiefer Sutherland and stuff yeah, like that. Yep. Great, like that great gr- fucking movie. It's so yeah. good, right? And it's like, but it's that Very same kind of like I want to say like it's not post apocalyptic. It's like sidebar apocalyptic, where it's yeah. like a different alternate reality of the world yeah. after something terrible happens. Yeah. In City of the Lost yeah. Children and the Dark City, that's. I love that. That dude, good. That's a great fucking honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. Genius, genius shit, man. Alien Resurrection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another catalyst for Prometheus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, my two honorable mentions one's going to be. I thought everyone had fucking seen this movie, and then I did it on Twitch once, like a watch along. And people were coming and they're like, what the fuck movie is this? And I was like, oh, I thought everyone knew about this movie. And I felt very weird about it because it's a fucked up movie. Uh, Haggard, the Pam Margera movie. Dude, I own that movie. I know. But like, I, I watched. Mustard. Yeah, no. I to watched. To be honest, I don't. I, I so, mean, I haven't. The I reverse seen, microwave and like. Yeah, so like, yeah. I. Like, my. Like, back in Kalamazoo, all of us used to watch that movie like. All the fucking time. Like when we, someone went to Indiana to get it because we couldn't find a copy out here. Is this like CKY? Yeah, but it was like a movie. That whole group. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. But like, created based on Ryan, based on Ryan Dunn's relationship. Oh, shit. And it's Ray Yon being the main character. No. Well, he's Hellboy. Dunn Dunn technically is the the main character. Okay. It's a fucking weird movie. <laughs> I, like I said, I watched it on Twitch and I was like, oh, everyone knows this fucking movie. It's instantly quotable. There's no, the like, 
oh, there's got to be a fucking five in here somewhere. And he's, like, fingering his wallet in here. Ah, ah. And then, like, oh, my God. There's there's so many great scenes. Yeah, we got to watch it with Chris. We're going to watch okay. that. We can do it. an unwanted commentary track with it. Oh, my God. I would love that. So, anyway, I watched that on Twitch, and everyone's like, people would just pop in, and like, what the fuck movie is this? And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I thought we all knew this was a thing. Okay, I'm weird. So new. Yeah. Oh my god. My other one is Midsommar. Oh, Midsommar is great. Oh, so good. Here's my thing, though. I don't like that they keep categorizing that as a horror film. I wouldn't. It's not. It's It's more of like a cerebral psychedelic thriller. Oh. You as a film guy, dude, yes. like you would love it. Dude, it's like a the, the, shot unbelievable. The, yeah, it it's, looks great. It looks amazing. And the, yeah. the other thing that like, like <clears throat> granted, I've only watched it once. Yeah. This is how much of a, a lasting impact it has had on me. Sure. Like noticing that characters gain weight. Yes. Noticing that like shit moves because they're always on psychedelics. Yes. Noticing that like the, like the biggest thing, and it's something, and I'll just say this now that Rush walked away, because yeah. we won't get into a giant fucking conversation about this. <laughs> All right. But the thing that I loved about, uh, what is it, uh, Ar- Alistair? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Between Hereditary, because I saw Midsommar first, then I saw Hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. Hereditary, now that's a horror movie. Holy I don't shit. really think that's a horror movie either. You don't me. think so? No. It's Dude. a, it's a, it's a uh, supernatural movie. Okay. I don't think it's a horror. There's only a few parts where I was like, oh, shit. Oh, well, like, she's banging her head oh, against the yeah. ad. Oh, that fucking But the up. thing that... The thing yeah, that, I would the, say more like, we'll say suspense. high suspense. Yeah. yeah, high suspense. So the thing that was interesting or, about both movies to me, and it was something that I thought was a really interesting talking point for Midsommar, and then when I saw Hereditary, I was like, ooh, this is a thing this guy apparently... There's a correlation between. Right. But why is it that special... Like, mentally handicapped people almost have superpowers in both of the movies. With the like, with the supernatural, dude. Like, I never made so, that connection. That's, so in Midsommar, that, right, that's the, the guy who was mentally retarded was yeah. was pure because he was unburdened by yes. the world's things. So he just, and so he was the one that basically right. gave them their religion, right? And then in Hereditary, uh, the sister <clears throat> who's <clears throat> something's wrong with her, right, right, right. She was able to tap into all the supernatural yeah, shit, and, and like you're just the, like the the the. the a hierarchy of all of her, like, the witchy, like, past stuff. Yeah, you're right, dude. And I was like, how come no one talks about that aspect of either of these movies? You know what's fucked up is I thought that about Hereditary, but now that you did the the the, the, the Midsommar, I was like, you're right. They're both tied to someone who has a mental handicap. To religion. Have, yes, and a clarity to, like, see this religious conduit. Wow, dude, that's... It's actually, you know what? You're probably <laughs> one of those that maybe only a handful probably caught on to that, or like maybe better what you said is like no one's talking about that because I'm because like sometimes like when I see movies like that and I go oh I have like I feel like I just picked up on this did anyone else because I want to like go down the rabbit hole right 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 I, I've gone down the rabbit hole at least with Midsommar yeah and not many people like have found that like. I no. haven't found in different forms and shit where people are like, oh, both between Midsommar and da-da-da-da-da. Right. Um, usually with Hereditary, the only thing that gets brought up a lot is the matriarchal yes. part of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they both have a matriarchal, like, yeah, hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, that was something that I thought was, like, just really stood out to me right away on. Because yeah. I've only seen both once. And yeah. I was just like, oh, that's a thing. That's and rad, that, But dude. I also don't know why, like, 
why I picked up on that. Like, what does that say about what I'm paying attention to? Yeah. Like, is it is it really a factor? Is it really a thing, or is it just a really weird, subtle, just happen to be You're a right. thing? Right, and, and that you just somehow are just like you you you, you zeroed in on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, that's right. All right. So, what are we doing for next episode? So, I think uh, moving <clears throat> forward, what I would like to do instead of having like being a, a, a top three list, a very 100%. very high fidelity esque. <laughs> I was gonna say high fidelity. I know that was gonna be another one of mine. That's but a great. Mo- that's a great movie, by the way. I know. Yes, also, John Cusack. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Top five records. Um, yes. <laughs> but I think uh, instead of just always doing, like, a top three thing. Sure, sure. Uh, and then having these run long, because it's just the nature of what we do. I think moving forward, what we should do is just, always, like, each of us brings something. A question, a topic. Question, a topic. Um, because it, it almost goes to what I initially wanted to do for my first podcast, which was going to be what I learned from a podcast, where it's like, enough of us taking entertainment in different forms podcasts books interviews whatever right and then it makes you think of something and then you're like oh I want to carry on the conversation and so I feel like there's enough shit that we all do either between you tattooing like where you're having conversations with people Rush you're working in a bar me listening to podcasts whatever yeah Um, side note it was funny because as you were talking about you know the all the people that are famous in some of the movies you were talking like True Romance I was listening to Two Bears, One Cave with Rob Lowe and Burt Kreischer. And Bert, I, I, I listened to that this morning. And Burt was like, dude, you came up. And like Rob Lowe was talking about in high school. was like, I went to school with Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, yeah. uh, Sean Penn, Chris Penn. Laundry list like, of Just high school. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they were like going on. And uh, and Burt was like, do you realize like you guys like in The Outsiders and like some of these other oh, movies? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. you guys are like the fuck like look at what you all have done since this and yeah. I was like yeah I don't think that will I think other than like super bad <laughs> and that's even or maybe like this is the, this is the end right there's not really a movie that has that, that much capacity. like when people are before they become who they became yes there's well, never been that well, that big of a cast. Well, I, I don't think I so. Mean, think not in anything recent. Yeah, not anything well, recent. Like that big of a cast like the outsiders like god hold on. how many of them hold on. You're not wrong. Outsiders has a lot of no, no. But listen, Outsiders has a lot of those. Yeah. Big stars. Yeah. Right. But also, True Romance had a lot of those too. Sure. No, that's and that's well, what I'm yeah, saying. There, there's a ton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like that but movie came I think out. That would rival ish. <clears throat> that. But I'm saying like the, like the comment that Bert was making was like. There's not an, and maybe I'm inferring more than what Bert was going to say, which probably isn't a far stretch. There's not been that moving forward in yeah in Hollywood. There hasn't where been you a have collective oh, no, that large, yeah, a collective yeah. that large. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like the aspect of how many different actors were in True Romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. that time, that were not big names. Yeah. Right. Now the biggest thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I definitely, I definitely think there has been. Yeah. I think there's been different tiers yeah. as the the decades have gone on, sure. but I think like definitely with that particular era, it was like that was by far one of the largest numbers. Yeah. Yes. In one film to be like yo, like all of them go on to have illustrious careers. Yes. Um, I love that, John. I love that we're going to do something where it's like we're going to just like... Be in the moment. Yeah, be in the moment. Bring in a question. And it, doesn't, it could be anything. Anything you're thinking of. Our podcast in this moment. Maybe we'll show up.
I had an idea, and I think, John, do you want to just say, I, I think this is kind of like, a, this is a tentative title. We're not going to say 100%. We're still working on it. We're still working, working on it. Working titles. We have an idea about calling it The Bar. I like The Bar. And like the, bar the Bar also can be an acronym, and we discussed yeah. this earlier before we hit record. The Bar would represent banter, anecdotes, and recollections. I love that. Uh, no words of me, soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take my money. I love it. That's awesome. So, so anyways, as, as we are apt to do. As we always do at the end. We're going to cheers. We're going to drink a shot here. And uh, until next time, love you. I love you guys. Mean it.